This podcast, The Two Mats, is sponsored as ever by the New European Newspaper. And we've got a very special subscription offer for you, a new one, where you can get a free bollocks to Brexit passport cover. That's right, you heard that right, folks. It's a burgundy, like vegan leather, beautifully designed passport cover. Pleather. To, to have pleather, that's what, that's what they call it, isn't it? Pleather. To hide your um, new British blue. The shame of the, the blue shame, The shame passport. of the blue passport. And you can get your free bollocks to Brexit passport cover free with a subscription to the New European from just £1 a week. So to take this fantastic offer, and trust me, if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love the New European, go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S, and there's a link in the show notes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the Two Matt's regular weekly Q&A session brought to you by the New European Newspaper. Matt, first question. What do you make of Liz Truss telling the CPAC summit in Maryland that she was thwarted by the deep state? Does it matter? Bryn from Edinburgh, bracket student. I think she's mad. That's well, what I think. Well, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, I mean... If, she, and by the way, if she was thwarted by the deep state, well done the deep state. She this, needs thwarting. This is, I think the deep state needs more bigging up, <laughs> possibly merchandise and, and a, a little rally in, yeah. in Parliament Square. And, you know, you know, what do we want the deep state? When do we yeah. want it now? Um, look, uh, CPAC is the Conservative Political Action Conference, which is the sort of Glastonbury of the right every year. It's a horrific occasion. Um, and it's become more and more MAGA and it's sort of ultra MAGA this year it's deep state anti-globalism anti-immigration and if I say that two two of the other main speakers are Nigel Farage and Steve Bannon you'll kind of get the 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 idea about the bill of fare right so it's laughable in Liz Truss's case but the problem is that it's not laughable in a general sense because this nonsense this rubbish about um, the will of the people being thwarted by it's variously called the administrative state, the deep state. Rishi Sunak calls it the permanent state. Which yeah, I, I yeah. don't, I don't think is a, a, a reputable thing for a prime minister to say. But he used it in his conference speech, and this is definitely the direction of travel the right is taking around the world, which is to imply that the reason things that they propose don't work are not because they're bloody useless, but because they're being thwarted by. Uh, officials and um, 
people involved in you know, Whitehall in this country, uh, the Beltway, Washington D.C. in America, and that it's a, it's all a plot and it's all uh, a conspiracy. And you know, this is the this is this runs through Donald Trump, Geert Wilders, Viktor Orban in Hungary, Marine Le Pen in France, and it will become an even more important uh, narrative in the Tory Party after the election if they lose. So. Mm. She is ludicrous, but the idea is troubling and worrying. And yeah. and, and actually, you, the point you made is a bloody good one, which is someone needs to actually just deconstruct this nonsense about the deep state. Yeah. There's no such thing. Yeah, yeah. I occasionally, something in me, some vestige of humanity in my deep heart's core feels a little bit sorry for Liz Truss um, because it must be no. it must be terrible being out on the edge of humanity no, like that no, and no, desperate no, no, no. and then every time I look at my mortgage statement I think no nah, fuck don't, it don't 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 <laughs> yield to that All right, be on, honest and unmerciful yes 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 Bryn thank you very much for your question next question please one thing you missed regarding Rochdale as our Ali had previously done interfaith and anti-extremism work and defended Jewish MP Louise Elman against anti-Semitic attacks. Another reason he wasn't instantly dumped, and that's from Becca E.T. Thank you, Becca. What do you think? Is that a... I'm sceptical about this because um, there was an attempt... We mentioned this on the podcast last week, actually, yeah. um, about how there'd been an attempt to frame the whole by-election as uh, Azhar Ali was removed as the Labour candidate in Rochdale um, over various anti-semitic things he'd said yeah. uh and but it, they waited Starmer didn't get rid of him immediately waited 48 hours so there was this claim from the left that this was because Azar Ali is one of Starmer's gang but he, he really isn't and I think that the real reason that they delayed was that they were terrified of removing a candidate and letting Galloway yeah win because it was too late to change the candidate yeah and yeah. I, I honestly do think that's the reason I've talked to quite a few people about it now the only thing I'd add to that is that it's perfectly possible to be to hold broad anti-semitic views but to feel the need to come to defend a Jew in in trouble you know that's that's anybody who grew up in the 70s people like are complica people are complicated some of my best friends are black was a very right, common right. uh defense against being racist well you know, <laughs> you know? it's it's a it's a famous uh stereotypical type and, and actually we've all we've all met people like this you know who yeah. have a black neighbor they love yeah but rail about immigrants and you know yeah. so so it's uh it does touch on a point which would be would fantastic if we could all just meet more people and share more faiths yes. and, and just spend more time in each other's company if there was some magical forum called i don't know society where we sort of got together <laughs> met each well, other understood enough, each other that might help a book that is brilliant on this is david lammy's book tribes ah, right. and he's sensationally good on on actually how to bring people together because it sounds a bit we are the world and yeah you know, uh, imagine all the people. But actually, Lamy, who is very practical and granular in his approach to these issues, yeah. talks about how contact groups between intergenerational and yeah. multiracial are, do exist and they work. We should get him on. You know, another thing that I'm increasingly interested in is uh, the idea of citizens' assemblies. We we spoke yes, about yeah, this. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we had a chat yesterday, and I hadn't. I'd been ignorant about the effect that they'd had on various big movements like the abortion referendum in, 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 Ireland, in yeah. Ireland. You know, but the idea that you bring together 
a broad demographically representative group of people. You explain to them with expertise what the issue is about. You then let those people talk together and come to a sort of consensus around that issue. You think, my God, if that had happened before the Brexit vote, no, what, I know it would what have been, a different it would, it would result would have it had. So different. So All different. right, Becca Et, thank you so much for your question. Next question, please. Are legitimate concerns about immigration in quotes synonymous with racism, as claimed by James O'Brien in his new book? Would you recommend? Thank you for Manny. Oh, sorry, Manny. Spotify. And, yeah. Spotify. Well, a very timely question, it Manny, is, because yeah. uh, we we are as the forthcoming ad break will tell you giving people a copy of james's book. book how they broke britain um i i don't know um i mean i think there are well well let me put it this way i think probably yes in most people's minds when they're talking about concerns about immigration in a lot of those groups of people there is a a, a core human kind of instinct towards um bigotry in there but you can't say that there are no concerns about immigration to people because I do. You, then you're saying to people what you feel has has no no value, no um, no um, valid. I I mean I think you know the, the the phrase that James was interrogating and examining is basically one that's used by politicians in yeah, order to mask. Right. Well, is actually a bigoted agenda. Yeah. I mean, look, every nation state in the world has border control and it should be a managerial, uh, competently run and unlike ours, well-resourced, compassionate system. I mean, yeah. so that's just standard, right? Yeah. So to that extent, every state will have concerns about immigration to the, to the extent that it, it, it operates a border policy. I mean, uh -huh. that's that's not weird or odd or you know and it can be and should be more flexible at certain times than others i mean you know but where i uh, agree with the idea is but what are these concerns you know often okay so you know it's like they're a drain on immigrants are a drain on our public services no they're not debunked mm. you know mm. that's every study ever done has shown that they're net contributors yeah. to the economy that they take our jobs no they don't they fill them yeah you know and yeah. we are because of brexit in huge trouble in the care sector and the nhs and other sectors yeah you know there are huge vacancy problems because of that um the one i think that 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 leads you deepest into trouble is what a lot of people mean when they say they have legitimate concerns about immigration is that that immigration is sort of somehow vandalizing a british culture right now i personally think that's just nonsense yeah right but uh what I think needs to be sort of acknowledged is there's particularly a debate about religion versus secularism in society, which, by the way, is absolutely not confined to Islam. It's all religions, right? But it has often got conflated into an anti-immigration argument. So right. when there's an argument about, you know, a teacher having to go into hiding because of cartoons of Muhammad and all that, this then there's a kind of double illogical leap to shut the borders yeah no yeah, yeah. no you know all yeah. societies in the modern world are going to be more and more pluralist we need to negotiate how we yeah. deal with that kind of situation but that's not an argument against immigration no. it's an argument for decent civilized engagement yeah. and, and pluralism but i think what you've just done there is a great example of how you can uh through fact debunk 
people's fears. Yes. And, and I wish they had in and, and 2016. If people, people confuse their fears with facts. Yes. That's what the that's where the problem lies, you know. It's and also I think the the more of a, a macro view people take, the better for us all. You know, if people think that when we talk about English culture, what does that mean? You know, that you think about the influence of of nations that we've gone out and colonised. Do you mean uh, Huguenot culture? Do you mean yeah, Jewish exactly, culture? Do you mean Benjamin you know, Zephaniah? That Do you great mean... Stuart Lee clip about the beaker. Coming over here. Coming over here. With coming over here yeah. Water-containing vessels, you know. Some of my best friends are jutes. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> you know, we are a great, wonderful hodgepodge of, of we are. different cultures. And, and you know what? We decided to be one, particularly... About 70 years ago. Yeah. You know, it, it, is, it is absurd yeah. in 2024 to say, uh, you know, well, these yeah. be, they're not immigrants. They're third generation Britons. Yeah. You know, I think the legitimate concern about immigration is that there's not enough of it. Well, at the moment, yeah. we, we desperately need yeah. more immigration. Yeah. So thank you, Manny, for your question via Spotify. And please do take up that great offer to get a subscription to the New European from just around about a pound a week. And you'll get a free signed copy of James O'Brien's brilliant book, How They Broke Britain. And this is a limited offer. Please get in there while stocks last. Uh, go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two M-A-T-T-S. And there's a link in the show notes. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Next question, please. Labour do need to find the money to invest to grow. Non-DOM, private schools, COVID corruption will bring in something. Other than taxing wealth, I can't see the move they can make. Any ideas? Denny, any ideas? Well, I mean, 
I went back and had a look and those measures though you know they'll raise some money won't raise much so uh for example the um schools measure uh it will raise about according to the IFS Institute for Fiscal Studies um raise about 1.6 billion a year which is right. not much yeah non-doms it's a it's necessary reform Warwick University estimates it will bring in 3.2 billion is that all really? yeah wow. uh COVID corruption yeah let's claw back the money but we yeah. know that's going to take time and and you know i don't think it'll add up to no. enough to you know save they'll the have nhs to sell the yachts first, they'll have to sell the yachts and yeah. it's going to be locked in courts and so yeah. slow and inadequate i mean i at the risk of um repeating myself i'm going to repeat myself and say we've got to start looking at wealth taxes yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. very sorry that labor has ruled it out for now i hope they rule it back in after the yeah. election if they win um we will need growth and lots of it, but that doesn't come about by Keir Starmer and Rachel Reeves no. clicking their ruby slippers. It comes no. about by investing. And we talked about this, I think, when there was the 28 billion green investment That's U-turn. Right. You know, growth doesn't come about just by no. wishing for it. And governments can find the money if they want to. But yeah. I'll tell you one thing that, I, that still sticks in my craw was the uh, conversation around uh, Rishi Sunak's tax bill when it came out. And the, the whole... All of the headlines and all of the conversation was Rishi Sunak has paid £500,000 in tax last year, right? Right. Not Rishi Sunak has paid 22% in tax last year over his £2.2 million worth of earnings or whatever. And the reason he pays a lower rate of taxation than your average doctor, nurse, school teacher, fireman, copper, is that most of his wealth is generated through capital gains. Right. And it's taxed at a ridiculously low level. Why? Now, well, I I, kind of hear the arguments about, well, you've got to encourage investments and you've got to, you know, make sure that the people who are creating wealth want to create that wealth here and all of that. So, yeah, I get that. But do we really have to have such an iniquitous system where the people who are making shed loads of cash are paying the least amount of tax? It's absolutely well, stunning. What, what, you, what you have described is a fiscal system where ownership is privileged over work. Exactly right. And right? why should that happen? And I don't see, I've never understood yeah. why that's the case. Because you if know. you examine it, the, the, the money where he's getting taxed the least is the money that he's done the least to earn. Yes. You know, he's invested money into various corporations, companies, in, you know, things that have grown, made wealth and have had an exit and, and suddenly he's had been handed his return at X times the amount he invested but he hasn't done anything all he's done is put the money in and facilitate okay he's facilitated the growth but he didn't go down to the coal face and dig the coal out you know he was and and for 40 years plus we've been told work hard and you'll be rewarded right Right, right. well you know it is it is intrinsic to wealth yeah that you're not working hard that's right you're sitting on it now you know i'm not saying people shouldn't accrue wealth it's perfect you know we we live in a capitalist system which of which that's a, a possibility and people who accrue wealth do indeed contribute to the economy yeah but the idea that wealth is should be magically insulated from taxation yeah. i think is just ridiculous and also just on a practical level it's unsustainable do you know what i i i can't remember where i read it but um somebody said they should you should ban billionaires right and what <laughs> they meant was that if once you get to a billion pounds right the minute you hit a billion in personal wealth everything you make goes to the state and they name a hospital after you and that that's your reward 
But, you know, on the basis that who needs more, who could possibly need more than a billion pounds? Everything you make after that should just, there should be a system where it is funneled straight into into the broader good. And I was like, absolutely, hallelujah. In fact, let's make it much less than a billion. Can you, you know? imagine if you said that to Rishi Sunak? Yeah. I, he, he would pass out. He would think I was absolutely deranged. But I think if you said to most normal people. He'd say, uh, Matt, know. the problem with the economy is that you need billionaires <laughs> to generate prosperity and aspiration. Yeah. Right? Well, the, but the point about being a billionaire is that you've already got to that point. And yes. After that, everything can go to the public. I good. think a billion pounds is enough. Yeah. The sad truth is, is that most people would rather have two billion than to have one billion and have a hospital named after them, and that that is pretty sad, I think. Yes, I'm not sure most citizens would. No, no, I think most citizens. I think are most billionaires they want. I mean, they want yeah. 260 billion, like That's Elon. Right. You know, like Elon. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Danny, for that question. Next question, please. I heard on radio that ultra-processed food make up 60% of our diet in the UK and is now the leading cause of death. Wow. I know the PM wants to stop people smoking, but why doesn't he care as much about stopping people eating this garbage? Good question. Thank you, Alexis in five, Matt. Well, well I mean, absolutely right, I think. I think it's just extraordinary. We, we touched, I can't remember which podcast it was, but we, I we did, did talk about it recently. I went off on a rant about the amount of shit in, the rubbish in, in supermarkets. And uh, and we had some really good positive feedback, including this from Alexis, about, about that topic. And I think it's something we'll, we'll cover more deeply in the New European as we go on. But th- there is a definite issue about the stuff we are putting down people's throats. Yeah. And the, the price, the way that prices are geared towards encouraging people to buy shit that that has borderline nutritional value, if any, and discourages them from the at the same time from from taking part in in something that is a very, I think, a very human thing to do, which is to take raw ingredients and to make food for your family. You know, that's being discouraged as a practice. Now, yes, it is. You know, and I think there's something. You know, I don't want to come over all, all Jamie Oliver about this, but there is something tragic about getting young kids hooked on this garbage. Yeah. You know, the high fat... There was a guy on the radio, and this is probably where Alexis heard this. Uh, I don't know, maybe. But there was a guy, a brilliant guy, who has written a book called Ultra Processed People. I can't remember his name, but we'll we'll find, we'll find out. Put it in we'll the come show. come back to him, yeah. Um, and he was a doctor, and he was talking about you know the amount of uh um the lack of good signaling to yes. people about the danger of the food they're buying and he compared it to tobacco wow. and he said you know if you're buying cigarettes and we're all used to this now you get a photograph of a cancerous lung on it or something yeah. like this why is the no why can you buy a can of full fat coke and it's got three green symbols and then just one red symbol for sugar content right? yeah it's telling you well three quarters of it is good you know go for it it looks like a healthy encouragement he said there should be massive big warning signs this contains this contains absolute garbage you know and it's going to damage your health because that is a fact you no, know absolutely and i think that we all know that preventive medicine is going to have to be part of um a much bigger part yeah, of yeah. everyone says this but then doesn't act upon it yeah and there's no better form of preventive medicine than good nutrition yeah and maybe exercises you know but yeah. um actually food law is quite weak Um, And it's interesting um, how weak it is. It's really just minimal um, identification and and information on food, whereas, as you say, we need more. Um, I'd be 
minded to think a bit more radically actually i mean is there a case for subsidizing good food right right yeah you know because because yeah. you know the problem is that, i'll give you an example which is when i got my, a bottle of water on my way here i stopped off the tesco's and the woman in front of me you know had six mega packs of watsits in her basket Jeez. now i don't know what yeah. she was doing you know yeah who knows right but it was not a edifying sight and yeah. you just thought my god what's that going to do and i thought yeah but you know they're 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 all on offer they're cheap they're easy their kids like them because they're moorish and addictive and so to actually get from point a to point b across anything other than the foodie metropolitan culture is going to take a radical lowering of price of decent food yeah and that doesn't happen by magic yeah it it happens by again government intervention i mean they've done it to a to an extent with the sugar tax haven't they on they have but you know they they, they've backed down on the two for one stuff right right so i mean this is i think a really uh rich seam of of policy debate people should be talking about how do we get to this outcome yeah and i think i think um maybe what's happening because obviously it's complicated and it's nuanced and i understand that people are on you know really tight budgets and you have to feed families then of course you default to what you can do um but you know there is uh, this is why i was you know when there was this huge hue and cry about how could tesco sell a chicken for two pound fifty right i was very hesitant to feel like oh animal welfare must be protected at all and people must pay eight quid for a chicken you know whatever i kind of felt well if that chicken's feeding a family and that's all they can afford and it's still a bloody chicken and Mm. it's nutritional and it's cooked with fresh vegetables or whatever you can make a good meal and not pump full of chlorine and not pump full of water chlorine and preservatives and sodium nitrates and all of this crap then yeah okay i'm I, i i will park my reservations about animal welfare in that regard okay it's controversial but that i will it's a trade-off there's the trade-off and i i would soon but if you if your solution would be to say well let's have the government pay for increased animal welfare but keep the price affordable for everybody then fantastic and i think you know jack monroe uh, yeah, the wonderful yeah, yeah. bootstrap cook yeah you know uh their kind of way of doing things and showing how you can uh eat very very healthily yeah. for next to nothing yeah was magical i uh, haven't heard so much about jack lately no she got a ton load of shit from a load of i think cranks yeah, didn't she, off uh, Twitter they've kind of maintained a low profile yeah, um that's a great shame. but we uh, wherever you are jack come yeah, on back come back we come need back, you jack we need you and thank you, Alexis, for your question. And Alexis, that was actually the last question. Last question so thank you very so. much indeed. Please get your questions and any feedback into two mats at tnepublishing.com. We really do appreciate you taking the time to, to write to us and tell us what you think. We read everything. If we don't respond to everything, it's only because we're creating brilliant independent journalism for the new news, European. News never sleeps. Never sleeps. And a reminder that you can take up your great offer to get James O'Brien's brilliant book, How They Broke Britain, when you take out a subscription to The New European at theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. And until our regular show on happy Friday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Have a great one. Have a good one. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.